Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to dedicate tonight's episode of the Perched on the Top Row podcast to the late, great, beautiful Bobby Eaton, who sadly passed away on August 4th, 2021. If you would please sit with us for a moment as we do a 10-bell salute for beautiful Bobby Eaton. It's me, it's me, it's the R.O. Double B mobbing once again with my two coolest dudes in the room right here on Perched on the Top Row. The DSH, Lee Walker. The Al Dorable One, Alex Tom. And former WWE writer, Rob Hockman. You're listening to Perched. On the top row. Welcome everyone to Perched on the Top Rope. I am the DSH, the dirt sheet hater, Lee Walker, with the guy who just figured out what DHS or DSH, whatever it was, stood for today. <laughs> the adorable one, Alex Todd. Uh, before we really get into the show, we would like to pay tribute to Bobby Eaton, who recently passed away. I didn't get to watch Bobby Eaton, I would say, in his, his glory uh, I remember Bobby uh, 94, 95 when he was a blue blood with Lord William Regal and uh, Dave Taylor. And then I vaguely remember like a singles career, 96, 97 in WCW, but was more for talent enhancement. I didn't get the experience in the tag team division with him and Jim Cornette. Uh, I know Rob got to work with him uh he will be missed if you listen to jim Cornette's podcast uh the first five minutes were extremely difficult to get through because if you know jim Cornette, you know him for his rhetoric not always being polite with it uh i've never heard jim Cornette cry except on dark side of the ring and he held his composure. He did not hold his composure in his episode, uh, which speaks wonders of just how great of a person that Bobby Eaton is. And Rob, you got to work with him. What was he like? He was awesome. Um, (sighs) I don't want to copy Jimmy. But it's so true. Um, and I was fine 10 minutes ago when we were talking. Um, I got to work with Bobby. I was the nephew 
of Jim Cornette when we started doing shows. Um, Bobby was a great guy in and out of the ring uh, and, and a genius. Um, I can tell you several stories and I'll tell you two real quick ones. Um, the first one was we were working in Muskogee, Oklahoma, and it was the Midnight Express versus the original Fantastics. Um, and we, WWE had sent us Terry Runnels um, as, a, as a talent. And we really didn't have a, a, a place to put Terry. So we were going to have her be like a guest ring announcer, sort of like Lillian Garcia. She's gorgeous. She's beautiful. Um, you know, who wouldn't want to look at her for, for the whole two hour, two and a half hour show. And she uh, expressed her creative control, if you will, um, and insisted on being involved in, in something, main event possibility. And, and, and Midnight Express versus the Fantastics were the main event. And I was stressed. It's my first time working with WWE, first time working with Vince, doing all this stuff. And Bobby Eaton was the one that took me aside and said, hey, bud, it's going to be okay. We'll do this. We'll do this. We'll do this. And he came up with this whole thing in, in literally five minutes that we would have Terry come out as like my girlfriend, if you will, because I'm the, I'm the younger, sexier version of Jim Cornette, if you can imagine that. Um, and, and, I, and I actually am a younger, sexier version of Jim Cornette. I got better hair and I don't wear the glasses, all that crazy shit. Sorry, Alex. Um, but <laughs> she, would, <laughs> she would be my, 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 you know, my ditzy girlfriend or whatever and, and wind up costing, she would take the tennis racket from me Toss it in a steel cage, which we were doing. It was the Midnight's against the Fantastics in a steel cage. Toss it in a steel cage, but she would toss it to Bobby Fulton, who caught the tennis racket, waxed Bobby with the tennis racket. Bobby obviously takes the bump and the fall, and, and we wind up losing. I get mad. I argue with Terry. I toss her in the ring. The, Fantast uh, the, the Midnight Express are about to... to beat the holy hell out of her because she cost us the match and the Fantastics make the save. Bobby came up with this whole thing literally on the spot um, and saved the day. And number two, when we, when we did uh, Midnight Express versus Degeneration X, we didn't know that Jeff Hardy was going to show up in the locker room. And Jeff showed up and was going to be in that, that, that match. And Bobby came up with the whole thing of, well, let's throw Rob in there. And I was like, what are you talking about? Bobby always just liked to throw me in anything. Let's throw, let's throw Rob in there. What, what, what are you talking about? And they came up with this whole thing. And, I, and having worked with Road Dog Jesse James before, it was very easy to do the pump handle slam. We'll go up, we'll go down, we'll do this. No, 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 no. Jeff Hardy's going to do this tonight. Are you out of your goddamn mind, Bobby? But he came up with the whole thing, um, and 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 if if Alex wants to put this up on Perch on the Top Rope, we've got all the matches. He can put it up there. Um, it'll be a Perch on the Top Rope exclusive. But Bobby also was quite the ribber. I love Bobby. Bobby was always the ribber. He's going to be missed. 
Um, and he was a dear friend and I, I love him. I love him. So it's not more exact. Now on to fired people. Get on to the fired people because I'm tired of crying. And I'm tired of being like Jim Cornette. Yeah, so guys, I, even I, I may be the nephew. I may be the nephew in theory. Um, and Bobby, you are going to be missed. I love you so much. Um, on to fired people. I'm done. Yeah, I think it's I think it's time we take this raw emotion that, that uh, Rob's got going right now and take him to somewhere where it fires him up and pisses him off instead and put it put it to good use. Now we're going to go to the good shit. Go. Al, if you could do something for me real quick, pull up the list of the recently released NXT superstars. While everybody was watching Friday Night SmackDown, all of a sudden, the internet wrestling community went absolutely ballistic as Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful was reporting all of these released NXT superstars. And uh, I believe that there was 12 in total. And there was some pretty shocking names. I was going to say, if you want to leave, if you want to go ahead and uh, tell everybody what you had kind of learned about these releases while I get this going. So, so before we get into who was released, uh, as they were happening, everybody was thinking... NXT is Triple H's child. This is his. He had to have been the one to, you know, sign off on these. Apparently, Triple H had nothing to do with any of the releases. This was the likes of Bruce Pritchard, John Laurinaitis, and Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Apparently, the idea of rebranding NXT is a result of what happens when you lose the Wednesday Night Wars. Apparently, that's, that's the rumor. Vince is going to rebrand NXT more like to the format that we see of which Raw and SmackDown follow. But he is also building the stars that he wants to build which leaves a lot of our favorite NXT superstars in jeopardy as Vince likes to still favor the larger men. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing that I'm almost kind of worried about is all these guys are getting released the NXT and they want these younger guys and whatnot. Samoa Joe just got rehired. Who wonders if his job is at stake yet again? But uh, yeah, if we want to take a look over here for a minute, it looks like the, list of names that were released and some of these are still surprising um zakaria smith i'm not entirely sure who that was giant zangier which was uh one of the superstars that was hired as part of uh at wwe's saudi uh saudi arabia initiative i remember because they had him in one of the matches at one point um asher hale Kona Reeves doesn't really surprise me because Kona Reeves was actually part of like one of the first NXT classes that came in. He was actually like in the class of superstars that were brought in with like Bray Wyatt, Lana, Rusev, a lot of those guys. He's just been, he's been treading water for almost 10 years now. Um, Ari Sterling surprises me considering they just signed him about a month or two ago. Like they literally just signed him, brought him into 205 Live to be one of the bigger cruiserweights. 
literally just signed the guy and he's already released. Um, referee Steven Smith and Jake Atlas, which um, might not be the greatest PR for the company considering he was only one of two adult males to come out as being openly gay in WWE, the other one being uh, Fred Rosser, also known as Darren Young at the time. Mercedes Martinez, who just challenged for the NXT Women's Championship just a few months ago, another surprising release. Tyler Rust, stupid move in my opinion, as they just recently formed Diamond Mine and they just debuted. Uh, Leon Ruff, former NXT North American champion, and the two supposed surprising of them all being former Undisputed Era member Bobby Fish and former WWE NXT North American champion Bronson Reed. So these guys, come- these, well, I'll, I'll go ahead, Lee. Go. Okay. I, what I was just going to say real quick, when it comes to two of the releases, Jake Atlas being one of them, as you said, Alex, and Leon Ruff, uh, the company wants to focus on younger talent. They're 25 and 26, but it turns out the reason for their release, as I said, Vince likes bigger guys. They're not big. So apparently that's part of why they were let go and that's why i feel like that's why i feel like the bronson reed release is the most surprising of them all because he's both bigger and younger so but it surprised the the releases surprised me a lot but when i started diving a little deeper i learned that nxt initially when it was thought of was supposed to be a territory kind of thing So Triple H had this vision. Triple H loved territories. And he had this vision of having a West Coast territory, uh, uh, East Territory, a South Territory, a Central Territory, all sorts of things. And these guys that they all had, they were going to start branching off into all these territories. And that's not happening. So... Now we got to get rid of them. I think a big part of that had to do with COVID-19 basically shutting down the entire world. All those plans to expand NXT were basically put up in flames. Well, not only that, but if you're if you're also going to sell the company, that plays a factor in it too because right. NXT is part of WWE. So, uh, you know, you got to trim somewhere. I was extremely shocked though, and I was on actually talking to Lee uh, the night that this happened. And it blew me away that Bronson Reed and Bobby Fish were just literally, this happened, what, Friday? Mm-hmm. And Wednesday, or Tuesday, rather, they were featured in, in main matches. As was Tyler Rust. Tyler Rust was in the main event uh, time slot with Diamond Mine with Roger it, Strong. It blew me away. It blew me away. But... Like I said to Lee, we also experienced this with Tyler. Bla- uh, what's his name? Makai, Ma- Malachi. Oh, Alistair Black. Alistair Black. Um, where he was just in the SmackDown main event, and then they fired him literally two days later. So say they did the same thing with Braun Strowman too. Braun Strowman was on TV right before he got fired. Nothing literally surprises me with this company anymore. It really doesn't. Um, I think, I think and, and to have answers, I wish I did. I think the interesting thing is going to be to see where um, two things is a two is going to be to see where the diamond mine X goes. Um, if they're going to do it without 
Tyler Russ now, if they're going to introduce somebody else or if the whole thing's going to be axed and then they're just not going to be on TV. And two, with the release of Bobby Fish, you, you have to wonder, and I know we're going to talk more about this later, but you have to wonder what Adam Cole's mindset is as far as resigning. Well, touching on that, I'm going to, I'm going to say one thing that I said a long for, for a while now. And I, and I'm curious to get both of yours perspective on this. Vince is, while Vince is older, he's still a genius and he's a diabolical genius. Who's to say that he's not sending he's trimming the fat if you will okay bear with me for a second i don't want to insult any talent by calling them uh trimming of the fat but we've seen a lot of different talent go big names and and, as well as little names from braun Strowman on down Mm -hmm. who's to say that he's not sending them all out into the wilderness for tony khan to pick them all up and basically run himself into the ground, similar to AKA WCW. And or TNA. And or TNA. But TNA did it a little differently. TNA actually built a lot of stars. TNA built a lot of stars. Right. Uh, they, they may have picked up people like Samoa Joe from Ring of Honor and things like that, but they built a lot of stars. They picked up a lot of the older talent. Um, but but Vince is setting guys out there having just made, having just made six figures, seven figures, high six figures, low seven figures. And as I've said before, when they, when they get released, they look for that exact number. Okay. Tony Khan, while spending his inheritance or his father's money, whatever you want to call it, Okay, and I'm not trying to be insulting to Tony Khan. So, Tony, don't think this way. But Tony Khan is also a businessman. Tony Khan and his father run a a professional football team, professional soccer team, all of that fun stuff. They look at everything as a business. And at the end of the day, eventually the bottom line is going to come, you know, to head. Mm -hmm. And his father's going to say to him. You've spent three million here for this CM Punk guy. You've spent three million here for this Daniel Bryan guy. Now you want to spend a million here for for this guy and and five hundred thousand here for this. The money is not adding up, and eventually the wrestling is going to take a turn. Second thing I'm going to say with that, and it's slightly off topic, but it relates to this, is now they're taking on Paps Blue Ribbon as a sponsor. And they've lost Domino's. They've lost Domino's in a big way because Domino's was a corporate TNT sponsor. TNT and TBS are not going to be too happy about that. So they could find themselves in a situation like Impact slash TNA was where they're scrambling for a network. Right. So be very, very careful. Very, very careful. And that's that's what I think about releasing all of these guys is at some point I'm thinking this is a sabotage of, of, of sorts. It's entirely possible. It's a good way to think about it. But... I never really looked at it like that, but 
I want to bring something up that if it's about pushing younger talent, which realistically, you know, some of those names that were released were in their mid thirties. Bobby Fish was 44. Uh, Mercedes is, is 40. But I mean, still, a lot of them were fantastic wrestlers that could have filled spots on the main roster where you just let go of like 20 to 40 people in between 2021 alone and 2020 let go like 50 wrestlers. So just saying that the main roster age-wise, you have Goldberg at 54, John Cena, 44, Bobby Lashley, 45, Shelton Benjamin, 46, R-Truth, 49, Jeff Hardy, 43, Shayna, the queen of spades, 41 natty 39 tamina 43 shinsuke nakamura 41 robert rude 45 dolph ziggler 41 sheamus 43 miz 40 randy orton 41 edge 47 aj styles 44 john morrison 41 mvp is 47 finn balor is 40 if you're focusing on younger talent why aren't younger talents the champions because on that list of those names four of them are current champions aj styles is currently one half of the raw tag team champions bobby lashley is your current wwe champion which coming SummerSlam, the current champion well that champion could be 54 uh last but not least you have natty and tamina as the raw tag or i don't think there's a brand for that the, ta- the women's tag just team the women's, champions. Yeah. yeah. So you have four people that are currently pretty much 40 and older because Natty's like right there. Well, and here's the other thing you got to think about too is, um, you know, the stars that they're also pushing at the, for the future, pushing to be the future that aren't that old. Your guys like, you know, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, those guys are only a couple years away from being 40 themselves. Roman Reigns is 36. I believe Drew McIntyre is 36 or 37, and Seth Rollins is 35. Those guys aren't that far away from being that age either. Well, you have right. to you have to figure that it takes these guys a while to get started. Right. The days of you being 18 years old and becoming a superstar at 22, they're long gone. They're long gone. Right. And at that point, and, the logic of getting rid of older talent just seems almost... And let's, oh, look at Drew, let's look at Drew McIntyre's um, situation. When he was the three live, the three man band, mm. I was going to say three live crew. Sorry, <laughs> Ronnie. Uh, when he was the three man band, he was a scrawny nothing. Even when he was the chosen one, he 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 got terminated, and and I believe on one of these podcasts. He did the we, we mentioned he did the the super juice and and now he looks the way he does. That's the kind of body that Vince loves. And and let's be honest. Let's take 10 steps back and be honest. That kind of is the body you kind of have to have. And I'll bring up one thing and one thing only is is this past week on AEW they had uh the girl who is the world champ the women's world champion of of the NWA oh, she uh, challenged a- Camilla Camilla thank you and she challenged this girl in AEW and and the girl she challenged came up to her belly button so 
here is the thing that Vince has always said, and and you know I've said this time and time again. You got to be believable. You know, uh, if I'm gonna fight a guy that's that's, if I'm gonna fight Hulk Hogan, I better damn well be six foot three, six foot four, and I better damn well have a body on me. If I look like James Ellsworth, which I do, but I get a better jaw. Um, the fans aren't going to take to it. No one's going to believe it. So we've got to find something that everyone's going to believe. You've got to be, we can't have these tiny guys fighting each other. I'm, I'm sorry. Daniel Bryan is a wonderful worker. Phenomenal. But CM Punk is a foot taller than him. Mm -hmm. So let's be honest. That's more believable. CM Punk might not have the body. He's he's definitely thinner. And that's something that maybe played a factor. I don't know. But you kind of have to have a believable. Back in the day when AJ Styles fought Kevin Nash, who the hell would think five foot eight AJ Styles could beat seven foot tall Kevin Nash? When he's one darting Rey Mysterio against the damn trailer park. Right. So we got to have some believability here. And that's that, you know, again, that, that, that you, you, these younger guys that are coming up, show me a, 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 a jacked up guy. Now, Braun Strowman, that was, that was literally, he's paying, he, we're paying him, you know, seven figures. But, when we're chopping these these younger guys that aren't very big, height and width, you gotta have height and width. Right. That's it's where it's coming down to. That's why Vince never pushed Daniel Bryan. Let's be honest. That's why he never pushed Daniel Bryan. That's why I don't know. Like out of all of those stars, though, I guess the Bronson Reed release just confuses me the most. Well, confu- that confused me, um, and the Bobby Fish one confused me. The Bobby Fish one, while Bobby Fish is not the biggest guy in the world, he's one of the most popular guys in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing that confused me was, you know, this whole Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, that that whole genre. Vince loves popularity. He may not make you a world champion, but he might make you an IC champion. And that, that's why that whole thing takes me back. And, and rest assured, come uh, the day after SummerSlam, Adam Cole is a free agent. And he's been offered eight contracts so far. Eight new contracts to re-sign. He hasn't signed one of them yet. And his fiance works in AEW. Uh, as does majority of his best friends as well if we're being honest uh adam cole used to be in a little tiny faction something small called the bullet club so there's there's always the option that he's going to go back and reunite with the elite um and i mean there's a lot of options honestly would both tyler rust and bobby fish being released, you also then have to wonder the mindsets of Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly as well. 
And who knows when their contracts come up after this whole situation, you might see all four members of the, four, of the Undisputed Era leave. Let's go one step further on this. Vince McMahon wants to push the bigger guys in NXT. What if you're like Tommaso, Johnny Gargano? Mm -hmm. You're going to be kind of worried about your spot too. Well, who knows anymore, honestly. You ever think that's why John Cena's back? I know why Goldberg's back. I know why Goldberg's back. Goldberg's back is is because he signed a deal that he's got two appearances per year for the next four years. So, folks, we're stuck with with him and his challenging and his leaving after six months and coming back and challenging the world champion just to lose. We're stuck with that for another two years. I'd just rather have him in random other matches, like with other people in the world title, because honestly, like the mad that SummerSlam match he did with Ziggler years ago, that was great. Do stuff like that with Goldberg, but yeah, no, they're, they've got to be bringing these guys back because they know they're getting rid of some of the other fan favorites, and they're doing it to ice over the cake. So you know, when we're all pissed off that hey, this guy got released and this guy got released, oh, but Goldberg and John Cena are back. I'm gonna pay attention to that instead. Well, That's think about do. think about two things. This this whole John Cena coming back, it's the summer of Cena. It's not Cena's back, it's the summer of Cena. Well, mm-hmm. summer ends in three weeks. You know what also ends in three weeks? Summer Slam. Mm-hmm. So, and you know what? Sadly, let's go down a rabbit hole. They may have Summer Slam in a performance center and screw this whole damn thing up. You know what? It's kind of funny that you say that, Rob, because you're not really going down a rabbit hole. We were actually planning on talking about that. This was on our list. Oh, yeah. it wasn't on my format. Hold yeah. on a minute. I added this one in earlier today. Spoiler um, free was the way to be, and you screwed me. We were spoiler free with you, so now, you know, you get oh, okay. experience Let's do with it. everybody else. Let's um, do it. No, uh, speaking of which, I'm really glad that you brought that up because, um, you know, in New York up here, possibly in Florida where you are, I don't know, Florida is a weird Oh, it's thing. bad. <laughs> I was going to say. It's bad uh, here. Yeah, uh, it, it appears that COVID-19 restrictions are starting to slowly, um, you know, speed back up again as mask mandates are being required. Some businesses are starting to shut down the COVID-19 Delta variation and soon to be Delta Plus var- variation are starting to slowly spread around the world. And one has to ho- ho- not hope, but uh, almost assume that there is a possibility that these shows are going to be shut back down. The audiences aren't going to be allowed back into the shows again for wrestling. And that affects two major companies almost immediately, starting with WWE, who has SummerSlam coming up. And literally about a week or so later, AEW has their all-out pay-per-view, which is their biggest pay-per-view of the year. Well, not only the AEW pay-per-view, but let's talk about uh, Chicago the week before. Right. When they start taping... Uh, Dynamite and, and Rampage. If we back it up to SummerSlam, the mandate has already been made that they got to wear masks indoors. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we're going to have crowd pumped in noise. And if, if we even have a show, they are actually preparing. This is, this is WWE is actually preparing and they fully believe that within the next week or two, 
it's going to get shut down. It's going to get shut down. And that is, that is just going to be just to call it the Titanic would be an understatement. Uh, We worked so hard to get live audiences back and to have this happen. God. And, and then if you want to take a look at AEW, because, uh, well, SummerSlam, Becky Lynch was coming back. Yep. With a live crowd, Becky Lynch was coming back. Now we're going to push that off. AEW has that guy, CM Punk, that is waiting in the wings that we all know is coming because it, it happened right here on Perch on the Top Rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, AJ Lee. Um, now that's not going to happen because you need the live audience. You need the live audience. And if you don't believe me, take a look at when Malachi Black came back. Yep. And what he did with, with AEW. Well, if you think about it too, if everything gets shut down, you've got to realize that John Cena has a worldwide actor now. There's there's a chance that movies that are planned for him to have upcoming soon, those producers of the movies are gonna say, Hey man, you gotta back out of this match. Yeah. So the John Cena Roman Reigns match could be up in smoke. Uh, you like you said, CM Punk's debut in AEW could be up in smoke for a while. Daniel Bryan's debut in AEW could be up in smoke for a while. It's basically going to ruin a lot of plans a lot of people have. I'd be more worried about all the money that that both companies have put into to the the talent. Mm-hmm. WWE has put a lot of money into John Cena coming back and having this main event match against Roman Reigns. Win or lose, uh, whatever the case may be, they put a lot of money into that. They've also put a lot of money into Bill Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. Yep. Win or lose, doesn't matter. That's a lot of money. You have to pay the guy. Right. You don't want to have those matches with TV screens behind you in an empty arena. You want to have the, the live feel. Look at this past week with Sasha Banks coming back. That's that bang, that pop you want. That had me jacked up. That had me excited. Now we're not going to have that? What happens when you get the Becky Lynch music? We can't do that. You can't have the CM Punk music, the cult of personality. We can't do any of that if they shut this down. And this isn't a political show, but... uh, if they do this, God dang, we just set ourselves back. Wrestling-wise, we set ourselves back. I agree with you, Rob. And I'd also like to give a shout-out to uh, Living Color for their uh, blast on Ringside News. Thank you. That oh, my God, that was incredible. Ringside News tweeted out that CM Punk may be able to use uh, Living Color in Living Color Cult of Personality theme song for uh aw and <laughs> they spelled the name of the band wrong and the band just went right in on him on twitter and it was just the greatest they used the tv show yep they yeah did. They, and yeah it was funny because the owner steve carrier actually tweeted at them and then they like ripped into him so bad he deleted his tweet i got a kick out of it you would you're the dirt sheet hater that he is so, yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see, which, and you know what sucks, too, is, like, this is usually my favorite, like, weekend slash week of wrestling is these pay-per-views coming up, because between SummerSlam 
and all out all my, out. Yeah. my my birthday falls right in the middle so i usually have like my birthday weekend is usually lee lee can attest to this because we've done it over the years before it's usually we grab some drinks and we literally do nothing but watch wrestling for my birthday weekend well we so, can do that live on a podcast oh yeah we could we could always just throw an old school pay-per-view on and, and we if you do that paid, for a podcast and if you paid the 4.99 extra maybe we can get a guest with us possibility of that a female yeah. guest she'll even sing happy birthday to you oh yeah well she who's that i well you'll just have to tune in and find out spoiler freeze in the week spoiler freeze the way to be and since you screwed me on the on the write-up i'm <laughs> not gonna tell you who's showing up that's fair that's fair but She's yeah no it's it's it sucks that that is a possibility that those shows aren't gonna happen um one can only hope then maybe it holds off until then. And and like I said, honestly, Rob, you said it. I know we're not a political show. And I know some of you people don't believe in this shit. But the only way you guys are ever going to get this shit to stop shutting down is to unfortunately get that vaccination. Well, you know, I again, that, that, I'm, not, that I'm not even saying whether I agree with it or whether I don't agree with it. I'm just saying we're unfortunately at a point where that's the only way that this is ever going to end. All I'm saying is is that that has that's neither here nor there. We're in a point that we're what two weeks away from SummerSlam, mm-hmm. and outside forces, outside forces are going to control whether whether we're going to get just the most great the, the the greatest two weeks of wrestling, like you were just mentioning. Mm-hmm. The greatest two weeks of wrestling in the history, and this goes beyond the the NWO. This goes beyond all. It, we're going to get the great. We have the potential of the greatest two weeks of wrestling because I'm telling you, with Becky Lynch coming back, CM Punk coming, Daniel Bryan coming, John Cena versus Roman Reigns, John Cena versus Roman Reigns, and as much as we don't like Bill Goldberg. Bill Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley, I think, could be a good match if Bill conditions himself to go a little more than five minutes. Yep. You have the potential to have the greatest two weeks of wrestling. In decades. And yeah, we waited 23 years for this. 23 years. It has nothing to do with vaccines or any of that crap. I just hope that the political people let us have this shit and if we're gonna die let us die after the final two weeks let us die after august okay let us us die watching wrestling (laughs) i mean what what else else affects this affects the ratings that it does speaking of ratings the ratings are in here we go dirt sheet hater has to fucking bring us down ratings master lee walker Coming if at you. Bobby, as if as if Bobby Eaton dying wasn't bad enough. Tell us how bad the ratings were. <laughs> uh, okay. Wow. Uh, so Monday Night Raw was a 1.821 million viewers. They were slightly up from last week. That's a good thing. Uh, moving up, especially with the Olympics on. So that's a plus. 
NXT, 520,000 viewers. I know if that sounds repetitive and you heard it last week here on Perched on the Top Rope, that's because they tied. They neither gained nor lost. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Before you say that, I actually did a little research on that. You Do you realize that Sci-Fi Network is actually hard to get on several networks? So therefore, even if you were searching for it, even if you realized you screwed up the first week, you may not have even had the Sci-Fi Network. So so hats off to Busted Open uh, in the mornings for telling everybody, hey, look for Sci-Fi Network. Hats off to us for mentioning it. I was one of those people that had no clue that it was on Sci-Fi Network. I texted you guys and was like, where's my show? I'm watching uh, Japan versus China and ping pong and had no clue what the hell was going on. Some people don't have Sci-Fi Network. I do. I turned in. I watched this week. I wasn't impressed. Uh, Scarlett wasn't on the show. So, you know, I, I turned off really quick. It's crazy because ECW actually used to be on the Sci-Fi Network when it was on all the time. Well, you know, back when ECW was good, you needed the MSG network. Yeah. At, at like one okay. in the morning. WWE CW was on sci-fi. And the only thing good about that <laughs> was Brooke Tessmacher. Um, <laughs> love CM you, Brooke. CM Punk, what? What? All I right. love Brooke Tessmacher and Kelly Kelly. Go ahead. I'm sorry. We <laughs> cut off the bad ratings. Rabbit hole. Speaking of CM Punk and AEW... AEW Dynamite, 1.102 million viewers. Uh, They went down a little bit from last week, but it's still 1.1 million, which they've been hitting repeatedly for the last four weeks. Uh, Couldn't find ratings for Impact, so I just assumed... It was just Alex Todd. Well, was I don't want to? I don't want to say anything bad. They send us press releases, but I couldn't find the ratings. Well, I have a quick uh, question. I have a quick question on that, and that actually does pertain to the ratings. I promise this is not a rabbit hole. Um, was this week the week that they took Impact off of Twitch, or is that still to come? Because I know they're planning on switching their format from the show being on yes. Twitch to uh, like yes. a YouTube thing. Yes, in the press release that Impact. Uh, sent us thank you ross uh last week was not not this show but the show before that was actually the last show they had already switched everything over to youtube but as far as access tv i could not find i take it i i well i i i got the show so it did air on access also as far as what the ratings were i don't know but i did have the show uh, even though we're spoiler-free, we're not going to be spoiler-free on this one. MLW will be following Impact, Ooh. and you will no longer be able to get MLW Fusion for free anymore. Uh, I don't know if the entire show will be going to Vice TV. Uh, they were just running reruns. Uh, however, they have announced that the free YouTube shows will be done. So... Uh, you might have to pay for it. They might be on Vice TV. Court Bauer, the CEO, has not announced it yet, but they are following a similar suit to uh, to Impact. I want to, when we're done talking about the ratings in a moment, I want to touch on that MLW thing because I have a theory on that, but go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so Friday Night SmackDown, uh, you know, unfortunately, like I said, I couldn't find Impact for Thursday, but I found uh, SmackDown. 
2.047 million. We're uh, in the least, twos. You know, um, this is up from last week uh, as they were a one nine last week, which is good. You know, uh, that's why like when you guys were talking about SummerSlam and AEW with COVID, now these shows might be going back to uh, no fans and this and that. Uh, as we saw for the last year and a half with COVID that it played a huge part in the ratings and now we're just getting the ratings up again. And now you're going to see fans get a little disappointed, yada, yada. I will probably be one of those fans, not going to lie, but uh, it is what it is. And Al, take it away. So you were talking about those ratings with MLW and how that led into the YouTube show. I have a theory on why the show is not going to be free anymore. Uh, if we if we take a look back to a couple months ago on uh, the May 5th episode of MLW Fusion, we had Cesar Duran debut, uh, formerly known in Lucha Underground as Dario Cueto, who was the, the general manager, if, if you paid attention to Lucha Underground back in the day, which at the time was, you know, the up and coming when it came to cinematic wrestling before the broken hardies and whatnot, uh, Dario Cueto debuted and is going to be the new authority figure for Azteca Underground, which is, from what is being explained, supposed to be the successor to the Lucha Underground show. So I'm almost thinking that they know they're smart. They're, they're, they know that there was, there was like a cult following behind Lucha Underground during the time frame that there was. I watched it on TV almost every week, and I like not even as a wrestling show because it was like, Yes, there was wrestling, but it was also like a TV show too, and it was good. Um, there was like a there was a cult following behind that, so I almost feel like they're trying to use that momentum where they know that they're going to have fans that haven't paid attention to the product in years, and now that this reboot of sorts of Lucha Underground is going to be happening, that they're going to want to actually make some money off of it. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, if if fans ever wanted to catch up on last season of MLW Fusion, you can go to sportskita.com. All the articles were written by me, the DSH, the dirt sheet hater. Uh, I, I did all the results for MLW, all the MLW interviews over there. Um, go check those out. It'll catch you up and you'll even catch some Easter eggs I threw in the articles that give surprises for this coming season. Anybody notice how his name is Dirt Sheet Hater and then he just plugged a dirt sheet? He plugged a dirt <laughs> sheet. I, no, 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 I get it. Because you used to. I, hey, it's, it's only getting plugged because no matter what, when those articles still get views, I still get paid. I know. And it, you were working for them at the time. I was actually. I thought it was kind of funny. I was actually thinking that's how Lee LEEs it. You know how WWE WWEs it? Mm-hmm. Lee figured out a way to L-E-E it. <laughs> I did indeed. Way to plug it. Way to go, Lee. Speaking what? of plugging, oh, it's that time. If Where are we wanna... found, Al? If you guys would like to follow us on social media, honestly, haven't you figured it out yet? I'm just kidding. Um, if you guys want to follow us on YouTube, Facebook, uh, TikTok, 
it's perched on the top rope. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, basically anywhere they can find podcasts. Also by searching up perched on the top rope. The only ones that are different are our Twitter accounts and our Instagram accounts because apparently someone somewhere stole those names. I don't know who because you can't find them, but we we go by perched top rope on those platforms. And generally we're usually sharing our social media outlets with links around other social media. So if you find us on one social media, generally you can backtrack and find us on the others. But yeah, come follow us. Don't just listen to the podcast and not follow us. Support us. And now if Alex gets those limited edition matches up there from Dusty versus Terry Funk and all the Midnight Express versus DX versus the Fantastics, which can't be seen anyplace else because even high spots don't have them no more. That's a good reason to follow. Mm-hmm. And I own all the exclusive content, not Vince. And remember, spoiler freeze, the way to be. We're out.